Hi, I'm Milan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. And welcome to everyone's favorite podcast episode, Billy Joel A to Z, the letter J wrap up. And today we'll be, of course, talking about Just Cow and how influential he was on Billy Joel's career. Another song written about a man. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, uh, yes, today is the big J's wrap up talking about a whopping three songs that make up the days before we get to the K's wrap up, which will be awesome talking about the one song. Does anyone guess what that is? Spoiler alert. Speaking for our audience, I was giving them time. However, uh, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So let me introduce my co-host, who is our guest in the age wrap up, Alon Altman. <laughs> we messed up. <laughs> we, we should have thought of that. We should have been our own guests. <laughs> it's really bad for a podcast based on alphabetizing. I can't say the word alphabetizing something. Um yeah, we really dropped the well, ball here. Every it, guest should have been only Gary Goldman really nailed it. Right, exactly. And that's why I was thinking about it. But it is kind of funny. Like we should have had, well, I'm sorry, Danny Vermont, because his old name used to be Danny DeVito. So we could have had him in the D's for sure. But, but we had we, Dennis Blair. No, we had him in the E's. So that doesn't work. No, but uh, we could never have done this because if we started with you being the guest, everyone would have, would have been so confused. <laughs> so, wait, why are they interviewing themselves? But we could have had Alex Selkin as the A's. Oh, you're right. Well, it was too soon. We didn't know where the podcast was headed. Now we know because we're in the 10th goddamn letter, the letter that stands for just cow, one of the greatest letters of all time. Well, I mean, let's just give the rankings. It's very obvious that Josephine is our favorite. Absolutely. It's a great song. We love it. <laughs> uh, it is right up there with December song. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe we have a difference. James is first for me, just the way we was. <laughs> and then Josephine. Uh, dead last dead last further down if i could even have a further down yeah uh mine is uh pretty similar to you i also put james in first but <laughs> i had i had to think about that for a while because just the way you are is such a perfect song but my own personal preference at least how i am right now i really love james a lot and that's what i want to hear uh, my difference is on the bottom of the list josephine i like that song too i'm not like you it's not one of my least favorite songs i think it's really good yeah, it stinks. But um, he, uh, by the way, again, I put James, I finally put James on the hidden gems list, but apparently no one can find it on Spotify. I tried again, Alon. If any of our listeners can tell me how to make my Spotify playlist public, please let me know. I mean, I tried again yesterday. I deleted the first one and then I put it back together. I made that switch. I'm very upset that I can't make it public, but James is now on the list. Maybe if you renamed it instead of hidden gems, like uncovered gems. Do you really think you no? Know, it's too hidden. Name? It's got <laughs> hidden in the name and it's unfindable. It's really hidden. Yeah. And I was also looking for the Everybody Has a Dream song off that album, which they have put on Spotify a little of that album they just released. Uh, but I cannot get that particular song, which should be on the hidden gems list. So sooner or later, when somebody takes the vinyl, puts it on Spotify, I'll be able to put it in. It'll definitely go in. Yeah, I saw that Billy Joel officially had released, I think, two of the songs from that album. Right. Uh, Everybody, Everybody Loves, loves you, now you Now and New York, New York State, State of, of Mind. Yeah. yeah, I saw that too. So I guess maybe it'll start coming out or maybe it won't. But that version of every, what is it? Everybody has a dream. <laughs> Everybody has a dream. Uh, everybody has a dream. Everybody loves you now. And what are the ones in the eyes? I 
don't have I don't want to be alone and, if I only had the words. No, if it's not I don't want to be alone. It's if I only have the words and then another if I've loved these days. I've loved these days. Oh my god. And I then there's that. if the unreleased song that we did. Do you feel that this has something to do with just me being old that I can't get these together? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely dementia. Yeah, you don't seem to have a problem. I don't care for your rankings. I'm kidding. Uh, They're exactly the same as yours. (laughs) Yeah, you know, again, it's funny um, in listening to. First of all, I thought our Josephine podcast was outstanding, if I could say. I mean, we're taking a stupid unreleased song and, you know, have to make a podcast. I thought we did a pretty good job. (laughs) I was listening back to it. I was always amazed at how much we could talk about something so inconsequential. Exactly. It's fascinating. You know, what's even funnier is that when we were playing the Mr. Jaws part, which it's so funny to find it and that it exists and that I'm not crazy because I remember, you know, I must have played that over and over again as a kid. By the way, after you heard it, did you did you find it funny at all? Like the Mr. Jaws, like, did you could were you like old people are stupid? The 70s was stupid. (laughs) Or were you like, oh, I could see where this would be funny if you were 12. Yeah, I, I could totally see the appeal. That kind of thing is fun to me. I think it's cool. Also, when back then you didn't really have access to all these songs at the no. tips of your fingers. So it's kind of cool to hear little pieces of hit songs in these weird ways. It was like Mad Libs, basically. Exactly. And if you were 11 or 12, I mean, that's who it was made for. And we just played it over and over and over again. It was so hilarious. Meanwhile, you know, when you listen to it now, it's like, Mr. Jaw, we know sharks are stupid, but, you know, it's just <laughs> so bad and bad editing and everything, but still funny. Oh, but- yeah, it's totally just terribly edited together. The production quality is bad. I think what's amazing is, you know, you didn't know that we were going to talk about that on that episode. I brought up the big boys don't cry line, and then you just immediately could recite like half of that whole Mr. Jaws bit. And then when you put put it into the episode afterwards, like you got it perfectly, like you knew what other songs he was also going to mention. Yeah, it's weird. Well, that's why I was talking about it. You noticed uh, like a rhinestone cowboy was in there. (laughs) How does that make Mr. Jaws? How does that make you feel like a rhinestone cowboy? (laughs) Like we can't get enough of that song on this podcast for some reason. It keeps coming up. I told you it was popular. I don't I don't know whether you believe me, but remember, I'm like, you don't understand. This song was really popular. And then you see it in this stupid Mr. Jaws thing. And uh, it's like almost like. Hey, Dave was right. It really is popular because it's something you couldn't possibly conceive of that a song like that, a country song was that popular in the 70s. But it's funny when you're, you know, my age, you know how popular it was. There's just things you can't conceive of when you're younger. And I'm not just talking about you. I'm talking about me, too. Like, you know, things my parents would like, like when my parents would tell me that some like it hot, the movie with Jack Lemon and. Tony Curtis was hilarious with funniest movie ever. And then I saw it, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. And I'm like, you're kidding, right? It's the worst movie I've ever seen. What are <laughs> you talking about? The first about? time men wore dresses. It was very breakthrough. Oh, oh my God. It so doesn't hold up. It's off. The only part that's good about it is, you know, you're watching Marilyn Monroe in a movie, which is another thing we can't understand because she came, you know, before all of our times or, you know, definitely me. You know, you've we've heard about her through the ages. I mean, she's in history books. And then when you see her in an actual movie, it's like kind of exciting. But otherwise, that movie sucks. My parents telling me that's the funniest movie ever. I'm like, you guys stink. You don't know comedy at all. Yeah, but people would say the same about the comedies that you love from the 70s, which today seems slow and not as funny as something more recent. Like, how Step dare Brothers. you? But you're right. 
<laughs> no, you're completely right. You're completely. Yeah, but I would never tell to somebody I'm like, oh, my God, it's the funniest movie ever made. I would say like if we're talking about something like Caddyshack, where I can understand why somebody might not like that today. I'm not going to sit there and be like, oh, my God, it's the funniest movie ever made because I'm still up. I could watch a movie this year and say it's like, oh, my God, that was hilarious. I, I just saw Elf for the first time last year. That movie what, is. What did you think? I loved it. I can't yeah, stop Elf watching it now. Yeah, it completely holds up. It's a movie from, I think, 2003. So it's almost 20 years old. And I just saw it last year for the first time. I don't know how I missed it or why, but it's brilliant. And it's just as brilliant as everybody says, as was Love, actually, which I saw much later than when it was released. But it's funny when people tell you that something's great and it actually is good. Yeah, you know, I mean, right. It's it's point. it's rare because usually people have a nostalgia for something that they liked when they were young. Like I'll tell people you got to watch The Goonies. But as an adult, maybe it doesn't feel the same as how I saw it as a kid. When that came out, it wasn't as good as it was that you saw it as a kid. I guess I was too old. Um, I must have been at right in college when it came out. And that movie never worked for me. It did not work. I was never so bored in my life at a movie. However, if I was nine, I'd probably think it was the greatest movie I've ever seen. Right. And it was. I guess I've never even seen it again because I hated it so much, so much. I never understand people's. I don't get it. That should be a new podcast, like find out things that Dave Jeskow hates and just make him watch them or listen to them and just watch the reaction. Watch as he boils with anger or boils. changes his mind. Maybe. I mean, that's the fun. You know, once we finish this, I mean, where do we go from here? We, I think we have to do more reaction video podcasts, you know, like <laughs> I never heard this song before. Who's this by? Uh, what is this? X Tentacion? <laughs> What's that? He's this rapper guy who died a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm just yeah. naming something that you've definitely never heard. <laughs> right, right. Two other things I want to talk about before we get to the Instagram stuff is that, first of all, Paul Lauren, who is now our new absolute best friend, he is yes. writing a theme song for us because he's awesome. And as you know, on December 4th, he is letting us uh, use his unbelievable talent to uh, fi fi help us do a, a wrap up for the K's because it's there's one stupid song. And on December 4th, we will be having a stump Paul. Uh, you know, it's not supposed to you're not actually supposed to stump, you know, but a fun time will be had by all. As you say, you know, we talk a little Billy Joel with uh, the audience and then they say, can you play this? And he'll be able to play a little bit of it. He doesn't play the whole song, but that's what Billy Joel does anyway. The guy hasn't finished a song in over 30 years. <laughs> oh, what, what are you talking about, James? Oh, James kind of goes like this. James, you know, I, I can't even remember the lyrics. So uh, what else uh, about James? <laughs> yeah. uh, so. James, uh, the rest of this bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So we'll just like, Paul do sing that. this and then some piano bullshit, whatever. Yeah, finish I love it! How Billy always puts it down. <laughs> sing the final verse, damn it. <laughs> and folks, uh, Yeah, no, it's know, so cool, though, because Billy Joel doesn't play so many of these songs that we've talked about live. And here's your chance to basically hear a live version from a musician of insanely high caliber it's not like you're just hearing some guy in a bar playing i don't want to be alone it could be paul lauren playing i don't want to be alone yeah, that's pretty cool folks you know be respectful don't scream out december song i mean just please can you have a little respect <laughs> yeah have some respect and let dave and i scream out exactly december song. please save it for the hosts <laughs> <laughs> why is that funny every time why does that make me laugh imagine oh. every single person who calls in on the show just ask for december song that's <laughs> no our one asks for anything else 
Yeah, it's like it's the Baba Booey. It's exactly the Baba it's like Booey. The, yeah, so I'm watching OJ right now. He's just drove past my house and uh, uh Baba Booey December right. song. <laughs> right, and that's the code word. Right, because that's what Al Michaels goes. Oh, uh, they used a code word which would be a part of a podcast gag. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's popular with the Billy Joel A to Z podcast, <laughs> and we'd be watching that like yes, free publicity but- on network TV. But that is going to be very exciting. Let me tell you, when Paul's on, and I can't even believe he, oh, that right, that might have been my favorite podcast. Him singing those songs, playing those songs, that was exciting. It was so cool. I'm really happy about it. Yeah. Oh man, it, it was just great. Whenever we have a musician on, whether it's Paul or Julian Villard, it's just so cool to have people who love Billy Joel play for us and what was i worried about i was worried about that my internet would go out there's something wrong with zoom which is why we're using Streamyard on the fourth and it did go out when i was trying to there's one part i had to cut out because the internet was going crazy i think whenever we have a musician on it starts to go haywire i don't know why and because it happened with kyle dunnigan too so just when they start to play something goes wrong with zoom which is why we're using uh, this Streamyard platform instead so he uh, i had to cut out all this part where i'm telling about talking about paul's and i'm just plugging it now his music videos which he has on youtube which are really terrific and the time he puts in and the quality of his music videos he has one in a bowling alley that is exactly like uh, a billy joel innocent man album I, I don't remember what the song is but it's really well done and terrific and that's something you should uh you know watch if you're getting into paul lauren and his music yeah he totally should the videos are great uh that one in the desert Marlena, I think it was called. Yeah, yeah. yeah very cool video. Um, yeah, man, that guy is talented. And he has uh, cocktail videos, too. You can learn how to make a drink. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he's got everything there. Check out his YouTube channel. Yeah, check, check out his YouTube channel. But I remember, I think I even said on the thing, I was praying my internet didn't go out while he was playing. And uh, fortunately, I got lucky with the songs, but uh, the full songs. But yeah, I just, just get now I got to get nervous when there's another guest on. I don't know what the problem. Zoom sucks. That's the bottom line. Yeah, Zoom is anti-Billy Joel. Whenever they hear the music being played, they're like, nope. Or maybe Billy Joel's like, hey, Zoom, if you ever hear anyone playing my songs, cut the cord. <laughs> well, just one other thing I wanted to talk about. Remember, I think, and I don't remember, was it James where I was talking about the Twisted Sister album, Cruel to Your School, because you had mentioned Leader of the Pack. Wasn't that the trivia question? Yeah, and that's right. It was James, right? It was on James. Yeah, so, and I played that. I was looking up. Uh, that particular song there's a video for it too it'd be cruel to your school it's twisted sister and alice cooper (laughs) which is just funny but the it's crazy i was looking up that particular song has billy joel as we talked on keyboards brian setzer from the stray cats on guitar and clarence clemens on saxophone so it's a super group exactly yes so for some reason on this one twisted sister song out of how many ever they made 50 100 songs out of their life they have this unbelievable super group including our billy joel in this one song be cruel to your school which is not awesome and it should be awesome it was okay (laughs) you have that lineup of guys legendary guys from the 80s and it's not it's just okay that's not it's like writing christy lee (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I get it because it has kind of a 50s feel to it. So you have Brian Setzer, who does 50s music, Billy Joel, who is fresh off of an innocent man and could play True. that kind of rollicking piano. When I don't know what Clarence, Clarence Clemens was doing yeah. there, but hey, you need a saxophone. So we have uh, Billy Joel and Bruce Springsteen represented. 
Yeah. <laughs> the that. only way to finally get that group, those two guys together, was through <laughs> Twisted Sister. Twisted Sister, Long Island based. Now, there was one unreleased song that we didn't talk about. It's not a full song. It was basically two short one minute demos that Billy Joel did called Jericho Lines, which apparently were from 1991, which I was surprised about because it sounds like an Innocent Man era stuff. It's definitely like got a 50s, early 60s feel. What did you think of that song? uh, Well, I liked, you know, again, it's it's very exciting listening to the writing process when he doesn't have the words and he's like stumbling over them and trying to figure it out. Uh, you know, for your favorite musician, the process is very, very entertaining. So I did enjoy that, let alone the lines when he's talking about this place. I guess it's supposed to be a restaurant like right outside the train station. That's what I'm assuming (laughs) it is. But the best line, and he goes, they offer family cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> Was he just trying to get a commercial going? Maybe I, I don't know. The fashion, the family cuisine and an old fashioned bar. It was maybe you're right. He was trying to get one of those Long Island, those local Long Island commercials going. There is a neighborhood cafe across across the Jericho line around the corner from the railroad tracks. With the inevitable neon sign They haven't kept up with the times It's not the hippest It's not the hippest place around Keep up with the times It's not the hippest place around Not the hippest place around But if you really want some atmosphere It's the only game in town They offer family cuisine they run an old-fashioned bar They serve the volunteer firemen Because that's usually where they are They say it's always been the same They say they'll never close it down Because wherever there's a hungry soul Yeah, it's like during an Islanders game, <laughs> go to commercial break and you hear Billy Joel singing about some local diner. Everyone's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's, what's wrong with Billy Joel? Why is he doing this? But it was a, a fun song. It's not it's not something we have to feel bad about not covering at all because it's not finished at all. But again, if you listen to it, it's uh, it's really terrific to uh, hear your favorite artists in the process. It's there's something really terrific about that, because, you know, when you hear a finished product, you, you're just not thinking of what went into it all the time let alone the music. And, you know, when you hear musicians talk to each other, we don't know what they're talking about. They might be talking in a different language. Well, go up on the seventh note and we'll make that an A flat. And there, But the third bar, make sure, you know, whenever they're talking like that, especially when we see the documentary, the uh, the Touch of Grey, what it was it called? I'm yeah, the yeah, the Grateful Dead, Dead documentary. <laughs> right, right. Um, but the one with Blonde Over Blue and everything, you know, they're the way they talk sometimes, we have no idea what they're talking about, but we're still interested. You know, we can, don't understand you know, unless you're a musician on the third bar, make sure you come in like this. <laughs> but so that's why this kind of stuff is very good, especially since this is something we can understand. He's trying to get the words. It's cool. Yeah. Well, also, it's it's like when you have like a mic'd up situation on a football game or a basketball game and you can hear the coach talking to the team or you don't know necessarily what they're saying. Oh, yeah, you got to do an end around, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just cool to be like, wow, I'm there, man. I'm in the huddle. You're so right. That's exactly when they mic up on inside the NFL. That is very entertaining to hear a quarterback uh, saying the plays and talking there during the game. You're absolutely right. The process. The process. That's the name of my new album. 
Well, Dave, as usual, we have a lot of comments on Instagram and Twitter about these J songs. So I'm going to go through a bunch of them. I was hoping. So first on James, Steve Hickman, our friend from the UK, says that on the UK version of the Turnstiles album, James is actually the number two track and not the number five track. Really? Theory, yeah. He says he thinks that maybe CBS saw the similarity between James and Daniel by Elton John and wanted the song to be more prominent to kind of build off of that fame. I didn't even. Wow. I, now I'd like to get a copy of that album. I wonder if it's worth anything. You know, when they mix up the tracks, that's kind of a collector's item. Yeah. So it's weird. So he said that um, Summer Highland Falls became the fifth track. That's a perfect way to start off the second side. You think so? This one's even better, you think? Don't you? Starting because starting, remember, we were talking about starting off the second side with James was weird. It's a strange way to start kick off of second side, but Summer High that Falls, boy, that, that would blow me away. And I'd be like, ooh, the second side is going to be kick ass. I think you can't go wrong. You can mix up turnstiles completely any way you want. And I would still say this album's great. Good save. M47, blah, blah, blah. He has a lot of numbers in his name, says this is a great Rhodesy tune referring to the Fender Rhodes electric piano which Billy Joel used a lot in this song. And of course, in Just the Way You Are, this was the time period where he was really into that, that sound. What are, you, what are you saying? That's uh, before he got to the uh, Hammond B3? <laughs> yeah, I guess Getting so. Closer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll see what else we got here. Italian Stallion Al said, great parody on James. That was the Grimes parody. Oh, he no, also no. sees the evolution of go- this song going into uh, Don't Go Changing, which, yeah. as you know, is called Just the Way You Are. Uh, and he calls the song a sweet, introspective, smooth song. Listener Morley Scott says this podcast is awesome. He's enjoying going through the journey with us. Billy Joel hasn't put out new music in 30 years, but this is the next best thing. And he apologizes, but he likes 52nd Street, the song. Oh, you don't have to apologize for that. Thank God you do. Uh, Someone's I mean, got to like it. Yeah, somebody's got to like it. But thanks for listening, because uh, we're enjoying the journey. Obviously, I am. I'm nervous about december 4th and again when if you hear this, this december 4th <laughs> we gotta pick that up again damn it you're good <laughs> we're taping on december 4th but i think it comes out like december 7th or something whatever i'm nervous that somebody's gonna ask for something i haven't heard of and then it's gonna be disappointing i'm like oh no i haven't heard that yet don't play it yeah we're so, gonna get you soundproof earmuffs i know but I'll, I'll just try and learn to live with it because i can't tell you how fun it is when i don't know one the first song in the L I never heard of, so I'm excited already. <laughs> it's our first song from a Street Life Serenade, and I have never heard that album before. Classic. Yeah, Classic Dave, just Dave didn't even know it existed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple more comments on James. Gaston Spidey, our old friend Gaston Spidey, says this song is heavily underrated and uh, on an underrated album. We agree with that. And he also <laughs> likes the mystery of who this song is about. And the final James comment comes from our pal Matt Salacuse who says his mind was blown about our point that the fact that James was released as a single by Billy Joel really shows what Billy was thinking about his career direction at this point. Yeah. Only, only in Australia, right? Or no, was that am I mixing up the songs? No, he released James all over the place as a single. It just didn't. Oh, right. That was the only, I think in Australia it actually charted a bit. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That was the only single released off the album. The strangest uh, choice when it has angry young man in Miami 2017. Very strange. We were just as shocked as you were. Yeah. It's like you could just close your eyes and pick a track and you would never pick the worst (laughs) single. I mean, we love the song. That's apparently what they did. (laughs) Yeah. So then on Josephine, uh, once again, our pal M47 says this is a wonderful rock and roll bluesy piece. What's the matter with you? Owen Mefford. (laughs) 
said, I got to admit, I absolutely love Josephine. I oh think it's his goodness. best of the unreleased stuff for sure and would have fit nicely on Piano Man or Street Life Serenade. He is right that it might be the best of the unreleased tracks. It's very polished. So, yeah, compared That's to some true. of these, you know, Jericho lines, it's definitely uh, something. I like Jericho lines better. <laughs> Matt the Great says this song feels more like a jam session than a song. And he also congratulates Dave for coming up with a parody. Oh, was that the Gilligan's Island one? That was the Gilligan's Island oh, one. Oh, thank you. Thank yeah. you very much. And then and then Matt the Great writes, it's too bad Alexa, Angelina, Anthony, Baker, Billy, Bobby, Brenda and Eddie, Charlie, Diane, Jonathan Barr, Judy, Laura, Lena, Paul, Roberta, Rosalinda, Vicor, and Virginia missed out on an all-expenses-paid trip to Josephine Isle. Wow, that is dedication to uh, who the hell are those people anyway? No, that's apparently they're in wow. songs you haven't heard of. <laughs> right. Wow. Good listing. Wow. That's a lot of effort. Thank you for posting that. Yeah. And then finally, on Just the Way You Are, we had a lot of comments there, of course. Marla4924 said this is her mom's favorite song, and her mom used to blare it on their Sears eight track stereo. Who the hell would blare Just the Way You Are anywhere? But uh, <laughs> I, don't know. I like that. Turn song. it up. <laughs> Hey, turn that up, man. Love it. <laughs> oh, is that just the way we was, man? Turn that up. Dude, you got to pr- turn the bass all the way up, man. Really <laughs> you got to hear the bass on thunder. this one. Yeah. Smurfy Pyrex said, you guys didn't mention Liberty DeVito crediting this song for helping the entire band get laid on tour. Ew. <laughs> well, <laughs> Gross. Glad we, didn't we just didn't want to think about Liberty DeVito having sex. Yeah, no, we don't. So uh, oh, Smurfy also said she loved the Sesame Street clip. Oh, isn't that great? I was again, I was listening to it on the in the car and I was, it's so good. It's so entertaining. Billy Joel looks amazing in it. He really looks amazing. This is the 1988, 99 Billy Joel with the, the sensible haircut. And uh, <laughs> he's always wearing a jacket and he looks good. Uh, let's see. Other comments we had here. Steve Hickman from the UK says that Barry. I love that he always gives us these UK insights. This is really good. He says that the Barry White version of Just the Way You Are was a bigger hit in the UK than Billy Joel's version. So many people over there associate the song with the walrus, Barry White. Hmm. I never heard that. I got to listen to that immediately. That sounds great. Girl, I love you just the way you are. also points out that I'm Not in Love by 10CC was written by Gouldman and Stewart, not Godly and Cream. So it was the other duo songwriter team in the group. I thought you said that in the thing because I didn't know there was another songwriter team, but then you told me, but I thought I thought you said that they did that. No, I Didn't said that there was another songwriting team. Oh, I forgot I which team did it. He said that Godly and Cream were more of like the artsy team and Gouldman and Stewart were more of like the pop guys. Right, which is why they became excellent video directors during that time period. And he also told us that the girl who says big boys don't cry was the secretary at the recording studio. Yeah. See, this is why it's important to get a job as a secretary in a recording studio or any kind of job if you want to make it, because that can just easily happen, which, of course, is, you know, really rude to people that have been trying to sing or be on a record for years. And then they're like, how about her? That happened to, um, you know, lunch lady Doris on The Simpsons. Yeah. 
So it's voiced by this woman, Doris Grau, who I think she was either like a script supervisor or maybe just a secretary. She was someone who worked at the Simpsons studio or writer's room. And her voice was so gravelly and like lunch lady like that. They were like, we need you for this character. I see. That's just unfair. (laughs) Harbor Lights says, just the way you are is my love song of all time. It does something to me. What does that mean? Similarly, Emma Tofi on Twitter says, I hate to be sentimental, but listening to the newest episode of Billy Joel A to Z is reminding me that just the way you are always feels like a warm bubble bath. I just sort of want to luxuriate in it. See, this is how the band got laid from this song. Listen Uh, to these women's comments. You're right. You're right. I get it now. Gaston Spidey, uh, similar to us, he says, this is a great song, but not one I'd listen to on repeat. And finally, our friend Gira Sola Sola Gira says, great episode as usual. And the single version of this song cuts out the second verse, the don't go try in some new fashion. Oh, she figured it out. Figured it out. Good, good. Because I was, so it cuts out an entire verse. Well, I guess that makes sense. But, you know, I since I we've been talking about that song, I've been playing it more. It hasn't depressed me as it was. And I uh, am liking it a lot more. It's funny about this podcast. When I find all these, these songs that used to depress me and stuff, when we kind of get into it and talk about it and then just discover other aspects about it. And actually, now I kind of enjoy it a little bit more. Yeah, that's good. We finally got you to enjoy just the way you are. In, a, in the future, we're going to get you to enjoy Piano Man. Yeah, I don't see that happening. That's just too <laughs> much. It's inherited too much. I'm surprised people still want to hear it. But like I said, when we were at the bar the other night after the Billy Joel concert, it is fun to sing along at a bar. Can't deny that. That is a fun time. Hell yeah. So coming up in the K's, we have a ton of great songs. There's Keeping the Faith. I have never heard of that. And nothing else. That's it. Oh. There's one song. <laughs> I've never heard of nothing else. Is that good? It starts with a K, apparently. It's one of those no. silent K's. <laughs> oh, right. Nothing else. Like Knife. Yes. Yes. <laughs> An unreleased track. Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. Okay, so we only have one song, but we have a lot of other fun stuff in the case. For our interview, we're going to have more of a roundtable discussion with two of our favorite guests from the past. We're going to have Christopher Bananos. Wait, crazy Christopher Bananos? (laughs) Yeah, he's out of the nut house and ready to talk to us again. (laughs) That's exciting. And from Family Guy, Alex Sulkin. Oh, he's such a fan. This is going to be great. That's exciting. Yeah, we had to do something exciting for the one song. Okay, we'll have to do it again with the cues as well. Is there even any songs at all? Zero. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Okay. And then, so that's going to be our interview. But then for the K's wrap up, like we mentioned earlier, we're going to have a special show. Forget the wrap up. We don't need a wrap up. We're going to have a special live show with our friend Paul Lauren that you guys can call into through StreamYard. We're going to give you all the information about it. You're going to request a song. You're going to play it live. You can chat with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. And once again, that's going to be on December 4th. It'll be coming out a few days later. But December 4th is the day that we're recording it. Send us your emails. You could email us at z at gmail.com. Or we'll remind you in the Instagram to send us your email addresses that way. And then we'll be able to send you all the information for how to log into the show. And most of all, everybody, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, I'm Alon Altman. I'm Dave Joskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. J for Jessica. Mm-hmm.